1: Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly sometimes look at Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, cutting Eastern Washington commentary, in an attempt to understand the, in this state, literally hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. <laughs> I am feeling that. Yeah. I am um, feeling that right now. Watched your wife's Instagram story today. There's a lot of shirtless Brandon in it, which is... Eh. Pretty sexy, I guess. We're your host for Mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at what used to be called CenturyLink Field. He's Spokane Brandon.
2: I've never been I've never been shirtless at CenturyLink Field. Is that hmm. true? Have I ever been shirtless at CenturyLink? I've never taken my shirt. I'm not I'm not a Jan Jose fan, first yeah, of all. Yeah, sure. So I've You're kept not. I've kept my shirt on. The reason I'm shirtless uh well in a few of those is A, it's it's so God damn hot here like it uh-huh. is so hot
1: yeah
2: uh you know i know in seattle on the west side you all got one day of 100 degrees and everybody lost their man their mind uh in spokane we have like eight straight days of 105 or over like we've hit 111 it's i know you're from new mexico so you're fine yeah. but like yeah. here i mean i don't have ac i'm in this little room right Wait, here. you don't have ac we have like one window unit what? Uh, and so I'm sitting in my office right now with, the door, with my door closed so the dogs don't come in here. And like by the end of this podcast, if I start like speaking absolute gibberish just because I'm having heat stroke, you should probably call somebody.
1: No, I'm going to keep recording and see yeah, if, if yeah, you say yeah, funny things. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> wow. I, why don't you have air conditioning? You live in, I mean, effectively the eighth layer of hell, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> That explains all the Republicans here <laughs> <laughs> no comments <laughs> Well uh, I had no idea because that was my next question is well I have two things one I'd le- I, I want to see you go nips out at, uh, at a sounders match okay yeah I- I- good thing I have downsized the window screen. I can only see the top of your head. <laughs> you know, also don't further on that um, secondly, uh, what percentage of people in Spokane have? air conditioning
2: I don't know what the I so I know it's a lot because they've yeah. been doing the rolling blackouts here because uh because they're worried about so if I also if I disappear for a little bit here uh, <laughs> during the podcast, you know why uh, I was out eating pizza the other night and uh the the pizza shop's power went out and we were all like, what are you gonna do with that beer before it gets warm <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, like- <laughs> and- they're like it's only gonna be an hour. <laughs>
2: Like, <laughs> You don't have any Coors Light I could <laughs> slam in an hour. <laughs> um, they, uh, anyway, so one of the other reasons is I'm going to be a dad now. And so I was grilling and I was like, well, if I'm going to be a dad, I got to grill with my shirt off. And I was cooking bacon on like one of these flat top things that you put in the grill. Let me tell you, worst idea I've had in a very
1: long time. That whole sentence you just said was real bad. Like, like the whole idea, just from start to end, is just <laughs> there's nothing. How many dads are shirtlessly grilling? The the shirtless look is the young man's look, sir. Nah, Not... man. I grew up in Maple Valley. All the
2: dads tarps off all the time. Tarps off. <laughs> tarps off. Tits out. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah i my dad was also the like if you have a couple guys you know you're like in in middle school or whatever you have a couple of your boys stay over and you're playing nfl blitz 2001 up until the wee hours of the night and your dad comes in and his whitey tidies and nothing else telling you all to turn the video games off and you're like come on man like just put at, just put some shorts on at least like i'm not <laughs> trying to see my dad dick in the in the whitey tidies
1: well um do us a quick solid and click up through the <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely uh, five stars. But leave us a comment. Just, uh, just tell us who you'd rather look at than Brandon's naked dad. <laughs> Not <laughs>
2: naked, just mostly naked. Uh, from Magnus Wolf Icrum to Mario
1: <laughs> Martinez. Man, Mario Martinez was bombing down the the sideline for, to make a play, and he ran right like he did something awesome. And he ran right up to the ad board, and he looked up right at me, and I was like, "Yeah!" And he was he like smiled at me like we had this like moment in the middle of sixty thousand people screaming or whatever. It was amazing. I'll never you, forget do that you think, guy. Do you
2: think he'll never forget that too? He has he forgot it later that day <laughs> when he was standing around in his living room telling his kids to turn off the N sixty four in his whitey tighties. He was like, oh, man, you remember that guy in the first row?" <laughs> anyway, last week, last week we didn't ask you to tell us uh, your favorite player. We asked you to tell us what I should name my child. <laughs> uh, I'm having a kid, if you remember, in January, and yeah. uh, we don't quite know the gender yet, but we did ask you to uh, submit the names of what you think we should name our child. We got a couple responses on Twitter, but Aaron the math man, the guy that we always uh, ask for math equations and how many new who's is a Raul Ruiz Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Aaron the Math Man says on uh, on iTunes, he said, the mathematical perfect name. Brandon, you should name your child Freddie. It's gender neutral and is a club legend. Is Freddy gender neutral? Is that, is that a pretty gender neutral name? Yeah, because it's either Fred Word or... <laughs> Fredita? I don't know.
1: Fr- yep, yeah, there you yeah, go. Okay.
2: Fred, Fred, Frederica, maybe. Yeah, sure. Uh, he says, my favorite Sounders player, uh, new, is a tie between Steph Fry and Jordan Morris. And player of old is Roger Levesque, which, hey, I'm with you on that. Roger is uh club legend for the celebrations alone.
1: Uh, who you call it old? He's like, oh, oh. I'm older than Roger Levesque also. Like, oh, oh. Alright. Well, this week, the look at me now, I'm all the way up. Sounders FC take on the surprisingly better than, like, ever Colorado Rapids.
2: Yeah, I think that's for true for both teams, honestly. The Sounders having their best season in club history, undefeated into uh, going into Week 12. And Colorado Rapids, not undefeated, but being better than the
1: typical Colorado Rapids. Yeah, they're in fourth place in the West right now, which is I, – I, I literally started by looking at the bottom of the table to find them, and I was like, We're, wait, are they not a West Coast <laughs> Something team? Something's not right. Yeah, for real. I, I, like, I legitimately thought that – I was like, oh, they must be East Coast or Eastern Conference? Weird. Yeah. And then I was like, fourth? What?
2: These guys <laughs> that the last time they faced the Sounders beat them three to one? Yeah. <laughs> G-
1: great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the Sounders are up for it. We talked about – uh, before in the last episode, we talked about how you weren't worried about it being a trap game anymore, and what happened? Yeah, well, <laughs> played play to the trap. So, yeah, I think um, it's
2: it's different when you had a rivalry game, right? When you have somebody somebody like the the Vancouver Whitecaps come in, and and uh, they've been the playing Salt Lake City Whitecaps, the Salt Lake, yeah, the fake the fake Salt Lake Whitecaps. <laughs> 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 they uh they come in and it's it's somewhat of a rivalry match uh despite the fact that the Sounders are undefeated I think against the Whitecaps in the last something like 15 matches they've played against them so that's wonderful uh but the and and still remain undefeated against the team thanks uh to uh of all people, number one striker in MLS, Jimmy Madronda, uh, <laughs> scoring a banger from outside the box. And well, hold on now.
1: I, let me give let me give my review of what this match actually yeah, you looked were, you like. Know before. What? You,
2: uh, you said in the last match that you were going, you were taking your kid. This wasn't his first match, right? This no. would not have been his first match.
1: Oddly, COVID did something really weird. My boy went with us to a match at the beginning of last season, maybe because he was two and a half when we took him. Thinking like, "Oh, he'll get this. He's watched me watch it. He he talks about it. We have him in soccer class or whatever." And so we took him right before everything shut down, right? Yeah. Um, and he was non not amused at all. But he just didn't care. He was like, "Mama, mama, mama," the whole time, right? Uh, as one does, but. So we thought No son, it's Marco Papa, Papa, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Papa? No, not that either. <laughs> um So Stop. we took him this time and I was like, hey, do you remember the last time we did this? And no. He doesn't remember I guess when kids turn about three, they like have a memory dump and they don't like they go from pooping their pants to the potty and it like becomes a same thing with their memories, right? And so uh, we're we're going, and he has no idea of it. He doesn't remember me ever going into the office. He just like he has no idea of what the pre-COVID times were, which is kind of sad. But also, he doesn't remember ever going to the grocery store, so we don't have to take him there, which is nice. So we get there, and um, he's very excited to go. I bought him a little matching jersey, and he kept pointing at everyone else's and being like, "They have your shirt." And I'm like, "No, no, no. We we both have it. It's the team shirt. No, no concept of this whatsoever." We get there pretty early. He has to wear a mask the whole time, and there's no mask restriction, or there's no mask requirement for adults in our section because we're vaccinated but kids can't get vaccinated so he has to wear a mask the whole time but because of that we have to wear masks too otherwise he won't wear it and so it's 99 degrees outside we show up to this game you're wearing a mask it made me feel terrible for everyone in hot places that was masking up for the last year and a half with that swamp growing on their face is like ew, there's like plankton now in your teeth and stuff because you, go, you go from having swas to swask I'm I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and so, we get all set up. It's I'm ready for this big, awesome match, a rivalry match. ECS is pumped to be back and, and have all these people in the stadium. It was, like, pretty, I mean, not completely full, but it was, like, way more people and way more excitement and energy there. Right before it starts, the boom, boom, clap, my kid loses it. He's like, "What is? The, what are all these drums and what's going on? And... Okay, great. He's, like, started, He's like looking around, freaked out. The fire goes off to start the match. He, like, cannot handle it. So it's really hot, so his mom goes to get us some waters, and she, like, leaves, and he's, like, where is mama? Like, what is going on? Starts screaming his face off with a mask on. So he's screaming in the front row while the match starts. We made it one full minute. But now, my review of the rest of CenturyLink Field, or the Lumen Field. The ramps there, if you have a kiddo, that is where it's at. You can ramp up and down, running back and forth for hours. Sounders put on a great first-minute performance. I don't know about the rest of the match. It seemed like it was fine or whatever. But, man, those ramps were there for the entire first half.
2: (laughs) You spent the entire
1: first half going up and down the ramps? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, After we calmed down and stopped screaming and found mama and got water and all that stuff. But it was like, my God, do not take children places ever thinking that it's going to be a good time. Also, our- Our seats are problematic, but it was a disaster.
2: It sounds like uh, maybe it was a little bit overstimulating between
1: the the noise and the fire. Yeah, and just the general heat. Like, it's it's tough tough ass. 99, Um, yeah, that's a lot. But then we're in the ramp, so we go back to the car, whatever. We paid $35 for parking in the stupid parking garage, the worst, for literally one minute of soccer, which was just awesome. Um, And then we're headed to the car, and you hear... (sighs) And he's like, oh, what's that? That sounds fun. And I'm like, I'll, I will.
2: I will kill you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I brought you into this world and uh, now <laughs> um,
2: You might be named after Harry Ship, but he's been.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought as Aaron, the math guy. Yeah. I was like, Harry, that's a, that's an either gender name. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am sorry. I am
2: sorry to hear that. Um, I got to do the thing where my wife was very mad at me that there happened to be a match on. My brother, uh, was in town and, uh, they were visiting. We had a kid's birthday party to go to the next day. And, um, as somebody who is going to have a kid somewhat soon, uh, Every time I see a child or hear stories like this, I'm like, "Why? Why am I? Why am I doing this? Like, what? What are we doing anyway?" So my brother comes into town, Stephen, who will never be on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Stephen comes into town, and we watch the match together. And let me tell you what. Every time I watch the match with Steven or with any of my friends, and I'm trying to tweet from full 90 uh, podcasts throughout the match while also talking to uh, my sibling. And uh, like half the time, I'm just stealing the jokes that he makes uh, during the match. The other half of the time, I'm feeling like a total jerk because I'm like not paying attention to the people who are around me and I'm like buried into my phone trying to like please people on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was really fun to have him in, in town.
1: But it was also what a frustrating match to watch watch so i uh for me it was really easy i could break it down for you really quickly there was some passing and then there was a corner kick and will Bruin missed the header for a chance on goal and then it was over yeah and so. then you were and then you went up a bunch of ramps. man let me tell you you get to that all the way up to the delta <laughs> the yeah the box level there and it's woo, you've Really covered some altitude by that
2: point. Yeah, good thing it wasn't hot out or anything. Uh, Now, so the Sounders remain undefeated, uh, but is it time to panic? They have now given up a goal, not just one, but two goals in the run of play.
1: Man, it really goes to show that the defense has been phenomenal and that you're missing the new who effect out there because finally, maybe it's the heat too, but finally you see a crack in the central defense and the goals start dripping in. It was. It's remarkable to see how well the three or the four guys that are rotating in and out of those positions have played to this point in the season because to not give up a goal and then to have both of them be given up by players in that position, it, set, yeah. it like speaks volumes about what's happening.
2: And, and I think, to be fair, like uh, A.B. Sissoko, who's been playing incredibly well, makes a big mistake on the first goal and, yeah. and just gets beat – uh, and then on the second goal Stephen Cleveland who again has been doing really well we said he's a little bit of a sweeper keeper in the last episode that comes That's back to one. hurt him or in and hurts him in in this area epi- er, in this match right yeah it's uh,
1: that that goal was the same one the ABCs is he made the first mistake and then Cleveland came out at the same time and they were both exposed the second goal was when uh what's his name O'Neill tried to head the ball and missed right and left it on a plate for that guy to touch four times on his way to scoring. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. with once with his hand. By the way, <laughs> uh, which was not reviewed. Which I think I called in real time. I was like handball, and then they didn't check it. <laughs> um, anyway, so the uh, two goals given up. That said, like this Sounders defense has been playing obviously incredibly well and and thankfully the sounders defense in jimmy Badronda ends up earning the tie for the team so uh good news for the sounders to remain undefeated uh unfortunate that they've given up those two goals we don't know yet when new who's going to be back so it's it's a little difficult to know like when does this ariaga is still up with copa america with ecuador has not played a minute for them in this tournament yet so good thing we've given him up uh Mm -hmm. so so i think that this team Going into this uh, match against Colorado, uh, we're previewing it early. Apparently, uh, sorry yeah. <laughs> for skipping all of the other stuff that we said we were going to talk about. Uh, but but uh, it, this the defense, you know, shows a couple cracks, but I think not anything to be concerned about yet.
1: Hey, it was gonna. What my big concern is is that it was gonna happen at some point. And how do you react? So what do they do this week in practice to just get the confidence back? It, both of them were just little momentary lapses. You hear Steve Zakawani in the broadcast be like, O'Neal uh, has been so good. Wait, is that his name? Shane <laughs> O'Neill shane o'neill thank you i'm like o'neill fisher is all i can can pull like uh shane o'neill's been so good all season long and to just have that lapse is just something that happens and so if if he can bounce back and play hard in the next match and if uh assuming that sissoko who's young can just shake it off and keep going you don't see this really being a, uh, a big problem but they could also leak three or four more goals in the next match and you might start to see some problems develop, so I'm just curious to see what will happen in the coming match. I'm more worried about Christian Roldan. Yeah, in the next
2: coming, so we have the the Rapids on on the Fourth of July on Independence Day in in uh, Colorado at the Richard, uh, yeah. is what they call their stadium, or that's what I call their stadium at least, Dick Sporting yeah. Good Park. Yeah. Now, after that match is when the Gold Cup is starting, uh, which is a international tournament played among all of the teams within CONCACAF. Uh, The Cup of CONCACAF Cup. It, and so Christian Roldan has been called into the United States men's national team, meaning that he will likely miss the next two matches after the Colorado match against Houston Dynamo and Minnesota United. Uh, Minnesota. I always every time I see the Minnesota United initials MNUFC, I'm always like Manchester Soda United. Uh, Soda. <laughs> so Minnesota United and Houston Dynamo. Those next two matches he could he's likely going to miss. Alex Roldan, his brother, has been called up by El Salvador. Salvador, where he now has citizenship so he's going to be going in uh to the gold cup for el salvador and likely missing both of those matches now both of those players might not have had the greatest of the last two matches however they are both obviously key players for the sounders
1: yeah i argued last time out that christian Roldan is more has been more important than uh, most of the other rest of the team you got ruy diaz putting goals in it played awesome without Ladero, and Roldan is the reason why that's been working so well. Jao Paulo
2: is already filling in some big boots for uh, for Ladero by taking the set pieces, by being a real playmaker in the middle of the field, by keeping the ball, by just distributing the yeah. way that he has. Uh, Christian Roldan being the guy that can just cover the rest of everything that Jao Paulo isn't doing, uh, yeah. and making some, some really good runs at the same time. Alex Roldan, having the revelation that he's had in the last season, uh, being, an incredible crosser of the ball up and down the right wing. Uh, Thankfully, there are some players, uh, the Sounders seem to be stacked in outside wingers (laughs) these days. Um, However, it's going to be a big, missing both of those players in addition to Nuhu, in addition to Ladero. The Sounders are going to be stretched pretty thin.
1: Now yeah, that's not unique to them. The, their opponents will also be missing some guys to the same set of circumstances I would imagine and so we'll see. Uh, it's interesting that he gets called up now for US men's national team for the tournament that they take less seriously, you know. But hey, develop some depth, maybe he shows some um maybe he shows some real resolve to be included further in the future of this squad. That I think that US men's national team's looking real good. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Okay, so that means rolled on for this weekend, but after that we don't know. I wonder if you maybe see someone else get to step up a bit. Um, to play uh, uh, in that position to just get a little bit of uh game minutes to work out what it's going to look like in the coming weeks.
2: I th- so we saw Josh Atencio step in into the match the last match against yeah. uh where they got the, that kid. they got the draw. He played extremely well um I think. And then Danny Leva comes in and he's been coming in as a substitute lately and by in my opinion playing incredibly well. He's still like a scrawny guy, like a young scrawny guy. So I don't know if he has the ball holding ability that Christian <laughs> Don't Just don't. Damn it. I don't know if he has the ability to keep the ball in possession as well as Christian Roldan does. Uh, however, he's a guy who showed a lot of promise over the last couple uh, matches, uh, the last couple seasons, really. So I think maybe between some of these younger guys, you're going to start to see the Sounders have to lean on uh, those guys a little bit more. Kellen
1: Rowe obviously is another uh, p- guy that can come in and play. Uh, uh, when he took the field before the match, we were there for that part. When he took the field, the crowd—God, he's a crowd favorite. He comes out and he lit up with people going nuts, and ECS starts chanting two, five, three as yeah, a Seattle yeah. kid or yeah. as a Pacific Northwest kid, yeah. and like he that's immediately and he like he went from just like smiling about it or whatever to turning and like getting yeah. pumped for him. And yeah. So like that's that's fun. It's uh, it's cool. In, in a way, I kind of
2: see, you know, we've always talked about Christian Roldan kind of taking the mantle from Ozzy Alonso as the aggressive midfielder who's going to, you know, be the honey badger, the guy that just runs around the field, goes into tackles with just absolutely fearless. In, in in a way, I think that Kellen Rowe has somewhat taken on a piece of that as the local guy who we saw in the Portland match, him getting up in the faces of a bunch of the players. I actually saw a little bit in the most recent match of him getting up in the face of a lot of players. And he's on the field for like a few seconds, and all of a sudden he's wanting to fight. So uh, I love to see that from him. He seems like he's really having now being playing for the local team, the team that he grew up, uh, around being from federal way. Uh, I, I, I see him kind of like playing for that badge a little bit, a lot more than you. It's similar with Alex Roldan, who's come here and like adopted Seattle as his home playing for that badge. I just love to see that from a player like Kellen Rowe.
1: I think that Kellen Rowe's got a bit of that deuce. Yeah. A a little bit of that, like kind of just like, he's real (laughs) chippy and real gritty. Um, Now Deuce, of course, is out there. (laughs) He takes it to a whole new level when he's playing. But but yeah, that same type of scrappiness that maybe you make up for what some other guys have out there in skill. And like, I don't have any skill at this, so I'm a fine one to talk. But (laughs) that's why you're such a (laughs) (laughs) harsh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I don't. I I see sometimes maybe you need a guy out there. What do they call that in hockey? The guy that comes out and picks the fights. Oh, you're. They made a whole movie about it with uh, the guy who st- plays Stifler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not, it's not a bruiser. It's not, oh, my God, the hockey fans right now are like,
2: ah! <laughs> my, my brother, for instance. Uh,
1: What's it? An enforcer? Enforcer. No. Yeah, no, that's a, right. Yeah, it's the
2: enforcer. It's a goon is the name of the – Sure, uh, sure. But enforcer is like the, the – when you say you have a – what do they call it in um, – no, here we go again. Oh my gosh. Never mind. Never mind. Redditor. Redditor. Oh, that's that's no, from our other podcast that, that we haven't it, released yet.
1: Anything about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the idea that you bring a guy out there that is hard on his sleeve and plays tough, that's like that could be worth a lot. I find it really interesting that Palo became that Ozzy Alonso character and that Christian Waldon can play in that in the and the opposing half a lot more. He doesn't have to drop back as much and cover. That's crazy. It goes to
2: show how many players you need to make up uh, uh, the oh, loss Alonzo. that is one Ozzy Alonso. It's like that. I, I I don't know if you've watched it yet, but the Invincible or uh, Invincible is that that uh, animated show on. I think Amazon or something like that. That's uh there's this meme that comes out of it and it's the superhero looking at this other superhero and he's like, look what they need to imitate even a fraction of our power. It's Ozzy Alonzo up there. <laughs> and then like three now
1: sounders players. <laughs> yeah. But for real, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's been really that's been an interesting revelation there yeah okay uh, so new who we don't know really what his status is Fry back in training that's cool he's looking ripped yeah. my god if there's one thing he's been doing while he's out it's been working out so that and art I suppose it'll be interesting I wonder how much longer we have before we see Stefan Fry and at what point Steph Cleveland has to hand over the gloves and be like okay he's been playing out of his mind so <laughs> sorry it was
2: like... 99 degrees these gloves are incredibly sweaty <laughs>
1: Do not smell them. Whatever you do. Okay,
2: you have Columbus Crew written here. What's going on? So Columbus Crew uh, are opening a new stadium. They, yeah. uh, if we famously remember the saga that Columbus went through with their their previous owner Anthony Precourt wanting to move the crew to Austin because of business metrics or something like that. Hashtag save the SC. Yeah, save save the crew and then change the crew and then no, no, not like that. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> hashtag no, no, not like that. Hashtag no, no, not like that. <laughs> save the crew, but please do it our way. Anyway, so Anthony Precor ends up getting his team. That's now Austin FC. They opened the stadium before Columbus Crew, the team that's been in the league since 1996, were able to open their stadium. <laughs> Columbus Crew is opening their new stadium, and in order to celebrate their goals, I think that they're trying to replicate a little bit of what someone like the Portland Timberwolves do, where when sure. they score a goal, they have Timber Kangaroo Joey. Uh, he you know slices a piece off of the log, right? The Columbus Crew have decided that in order to honor their history or whatever, they're going to have a man in a hard hat like, from their original crest. Yeah. Jackhammer a celebratory piece of concrete?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, listen, I can get there. I can get there with the Jackhammer thing. It makes a lot of noise. It's fun. It's a big destructive thing. But, like, you got to have something of purpose to Jackhammer, like a statue of Stephen Fry or whatever. (laughs) Or, like, some porn star or something. Wait, no, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the wrong kind of, kind of jackhammer yeah
2: well it's um, it's maybe 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 they'll do something like uh I don't know. They haven't torn down the old stadium, so it's not like they have a bunch of concrete from the old stadium, but, like, maybe that's something that they'll eventually implement. Like, we're jackhammering it. Destroy eight. the past! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we've done with your crest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should just get the old crest. Yeah. It's just jackhammer it. So it's, it's like, like what are they, the...
2: like, going to be taking pieces of sidewalk and just, oh, I guess this this part right here, <laughs> we we, <laughs> we go live to Columbus John in, or Crew John in, uh in... Columbus, Ohio, and he's just like, I guess this this sidewalk outside of this restaurant will do. <laughs>
1: you do it with like a what's it called when you uh, <laughs> like gentrification? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, that with a jackhammer, like just jackhammering away at like a traditionally black neighborhood to yeah. be like, but yeah. this is a future side of a whole foods. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Montero,
2: Santos coffee going right here. <laughs> well,
1: at least he's a minority. You nah, know, nah, like nah,
2: nah. A... <laughs> um, so what, what my question though is, and so you kind of, ha- you have examples of this around the league. So you have obviously the Portland Timberwolves doing what they're doing. You have Columbus crew now jackhammering a piece of concrete in, uh, the new England revolution have a bunch of guys dressed up like revolutionary, uh, uh, fighters uh they shoot their muskets off when that happens cool now i'm trying to think of like other leagues like new york red bulls every time they score a goal they release a one of the a bucking bronco out of the or no a bull out of the gate and a guy has to ride it. whoever scores the goal has to ride the bull for eight seconds or uh like what's it what's another team um that's all the teams yeah the
1: the rapids they just like they have a log flu like a flume ride that comes through yeah
2: yeah the the loons do a duck hunt (laughs)
1: like
2: who (laughs) who knows but so my question is like what would be the sounders celebratory goal tradition if they were to have one right like do they celebratory harpoon a whale Like how many how many orcas do we have to release from SeaWorld every time the sounders score a goal?
1: <laughs> that's more socially conscious yeah, than killing course. a whale. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, um If you if you've
2: seen um what's the movie? Uh Chronicle. Have you seen Chronicle? The no, it's of like, course not. It's like a superhero movie that's shot kind of like Blair Witch, where these uh regular guys in Seattle develop superpowers. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh the ending, sorry to spoil it, it's been out right, for yeah. like ten years. Yeah, uh, no, it's fine the ending the the evil the guy that goes evil ends up getting i think impaled on the space needle so how many dudes do we have to impale on the space needle
1: <laughs> well it's crazy cuz you got to think about like what's the local industry like sure. the crane operators yeah. that's what it is right now so like do we just have like you crane away the player who scores or something like yeah, that or yeah, yeah.
2: or uh, maybe it's 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 um uh, you toss a fish you know. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, I think maybe something, yeah, yeah. something like that. That makes more sense. Like that was something that you can actually do in the stadium. You, you. To, uh, do you toss it
1: to a fan? <laughs> <laughs> Just catch a flopping yeah. ah, Oh no! Ah, God. Oh yeah. Oh, it's in my boobs!
2: <laughs> oh. uh, maybe, maybe every time you score, Jeff Bezos
1: has to pay a tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he will see to it that the team has the worst players. If that's the case. <laughs>
2: anyway i i don't i don't you know we we do things like free tacos but that's not necessarily local so maybe that's the question oh, i for, got it that
1: should every be, time we grounded another 737 yeah okay oh, perfect <laughs> uh,
2: maybe maybe that's the question this week instead of telling us who our your favorite player is and instead of telling me what i should name my child
1: what you, should our celebration what be? should
2: be the seattle specific goal celebration that we do behind the net uh that does not involve like murdering an animal or tossing a fish to
1: a fan <laughs> That I could. There's a certain element of our listenership that'll be like, "Oh, you set up a tent and sprinkle needles all around it." Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't. Don't. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. <laughs> Damn it, Greg!
2: <laughs> you. Every time you score a goal, you recall Insley and
1: elect the Lord Culp. <laughs> there's people that still have Culp signs up in my greater I know. neighborhood. I know. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I come,
2: know. come on. Regardless. Regardless
1: of like, it's just like you lost. Did you lose <laughs> though? Did you? I didn't yeah, lose, I really it was stolen. What do, you do? Like, do you, like, I don't know, displace people with better wages or something like yeah, that? Or yeah. Yeah. Like, you're just like, hey, this whole section is now out because we found people to pay ten <laughs> <Yeah>. times more <laughs> for it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: If we could pry Brandon away from watching the peacock footage of Tour de France Sunday, 6 p.m., Fourth of July. Oh, you won't be allowed to watch the this match, Brandon. Colorado Rapids welcome Seattle Sounders FC at the Richard. That's nice. I like that. That was a good choice. Uh, yeah, it's the undefeated Sounders after 12 matches now, I think. Something like Is that. that. Yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have don't
2: oh and four. I believe.
1: Yeah, not bad. That's uh, still top of the league, which yeah. is impressive. With a game in hand over New England, last I checked, they might have played last night though. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Raul Diaz, scoring machine.
2: Yeah. It, well, t- first of all,
1: this year's tour
2: is not on Peacock. It's on regular old NBC, but it doesn't really matter because their app will not
1: let me watch it because it's a piece of garbage. Uh, no, but it's. I, I turned on my TV last night and it was like Tour de France coverage tour de france coverage uh via peacock and that was like the first option that i had when i was in the app section of my xfinity huh. it huh. was like i think it is on peacock oh well we should... it's, it's also on regular old regular old NBC. yeah anyway it's it's on
2: not at the same time because i my wife and i have been getting up at seven o'clock to watch the last you know 69 kilometers every morning so
1: <laughs>
2: and it's actually been great today the stage winner i i Before we get into this match, yes, Raul Ruiz has scored in three straight matches great. But tell me who's wearing the (laughs) polka dot jersey. Actually, right now, there haven't been... I mean, there is a guy in the polka dot jersey. Um, It's not that indicative right now because he only got five points because there haven't been that many mountain stages yet. What's crazy is that Mark Cavendish, a guy who uh, has been out of the Tour for the last few years because he literally suffered from mono for two years straight. Oh, my God. Got over mono and then got an injury uh, because he was probably out of shape and was training poorly or whatever. Uh, Anyway, he has now won two stages uh, of this year's Tour de France. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now, that said, when you think about something like a sport like soccer and you think about the players, we're talking about uh, the best players in their prime are in their, you know, early, you know, uh, early 20s, mid 20s, you know, uh, they you consider a soccer player old when they're in their early 30s, mid 30s, right? Like I am 30 years old, I would be considered like toward the end of my career, if I wanted to say, think about this, Clint Dempsey is 38 years old. And he's retired. He's considered an old man of the sport, right? He's commentating matches now. Mark Cavendish, the guy who has now won two stages of this year's Tour de France, 38 years old. Oh, my God. It is wild to me. So it's one of those sports where it's like, oh, you still have, like me, 30 years old, a cyclist. I still have time.
1: I still have time to make the tour. (laughs) It gets weird when um, the people that, like for me... um, people that were born in the 2000s are now able to drink one and can be the most elite professional athletes that like grew up after I graduated from high school or whatever that like I'm so far removed from having a shot at being competitive at anything. Now I have to hope for like a pretty good management position. You
2: know <laughs> I, have, I, mean? I have to hope that the twelve-year-old that they put me up against in karate is not very good at what he does.
1: <laughs> that is obviously not how it works. How dare you? We were virtual this year and couldn't compete against each other.
2: Hey, we talked about this on the other unreleased podcast that we did, but punching yeah. robots like that, that's that's going to be the that's going to be the new thing. Can't
1: wait! I can't yeah. wait. Uh, yeah. Raul Ruiz has three straight matches. He's put a put a goal in, and he's still just one behind Chicharito in the Golden Boot race. That's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, we talked a little bit in the last episode about whether or not Peruvians wear clogs or a wooden mm. shoe of any. Did you sort. Look it up. I did look it up. I could not find anything definitive. So if if he wins it, I'm going to call it the Golden Pursue instead.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Uh, what is the which one of those nations is all about the guinea pigs?
2: Oh, that's Peru. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. like eat them, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we talked about this at length when they signed Raul Ruiz Diaz. Right, but yeah. I think we did too. Uh, Rapids coming off a 3-1 loss to Sporting Kansas City. Excuse me, Sporking Kansas City. Obviously. Well, oh, a dog just walked by. I Man, I didn't even know my dog was in here. <laughs> that was creepy. Uh, Kansas City currently second in the West, two points behind Seattle Sounders. Sounders the, with a uh, game in hand also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's who it was a game in hand over. Yeah, sorry, it wasn't the reps, but it was uh, the uh, – Sporkings. Now, Sounders
2: also have two games in hand over Colorado. Colorado, I mean, really the players that you need to watch out for are... So they have 16 points on the season so far, two games in hand. Even if they had won both of those games, one of them being against the Sounders, they would be at, what, 22 points? And so... Colorado still, you know, that would put them in third place. So Colorado, a good team this year. They got guys like Kellen Acosta, who's been playing on the U.S. men's national team. The guys like um, Michael Barrios, who was not having a great season in the last, scored one in 21 matches, now uh, playing very well for the Rapids. And that team, again, not necessarily a game that you would consider a trap game. Sounders on the road may be good for them, escaping the hellish, climate change weather that we're having on the west coast
1: (laughs) it was nice and cool in colorado too at the time when we were melting to death here in seattle uh sounders with the best goal differential in the league as well even if as long as they as long as seattle draws or better as long as they remain unbeaten they'll still be top of the league Confirming that yeah they'll be top of the league at the end of the weekend so um yeah what's what's up there's not a lot of goals scored in the run of play like last week so the Sounders right
2: have played um eleven I think eleven matches is it been eleven matches one second twelve. Sounders
1: twelve FC twelve are no sh- eleven I think it's eleven I think yeah Sporting Sporting's played twelve and they've played eleven yeah right
2: so Sounders are uh, undefeated eleven there are thirty four matches. In the season, right? Uh, the Sounders will play 34 matches. If the Sounders win this match, they will have at, gone a third of this 2021 season undefeated.
1: Over a wow, that's crazy. So that's crazy. That well, is this is the time of year. to think about. Like it's crazy to think that we're just a month away from when you have to be a little bit worried about your team's performance. Every year in August is usually when you need them to crank it up and start firing well and be able to play. You know, we're, like, we're 30, 45 days away. From that point where you need your team to be doing great. And that's crazy to think that they've been doing great till this point. They're like the opposite Mariners.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mariners are three games above 500 and they are halfway
1: through the hey, season. this season you're right. It's an anomaly that they're doing pretty decently okay. compared to yeah, others. Yeah. But the uh, traditionally speaking. Sure. The, the Mariners uh, are hot for one to seven games, and then by April or by May, it's a, the wheels have come off the train. I think
2: um, something else to think about is a
1: a something that Siggy
2: Schmidt would always say, a former Sounders coach um, would always say, is that you need 50 points in order to guarantee a spot in the playoffs. That was his rule of thumb. If the, okay. if, if you as a team get over 50 points, you're pretty safe to make it in the playoffs. Whew, not bad. Now, the Sounders through 11 games are halfway there only yeah, 25 a, points, Only yeah. a third of the way into the season sounders on 25 yeah. points. So obviously I don't think that the sounders should be setting the bar so low that they are sneaking into the playoffs with something like 50 points, especially yeah. a third of the way through the season. You're uh, sitting at the top of the supporter shield standings, But all things considered, going into the season with the expectations as low as they were for the Sounders, with the amount of injuries that they had through the first half or the first third of the season, the Sounders have got to be feeling very, very good about making this their, what, 13th appearance in 40 years (laughs) or 13th appearance in 10 years uh, into the playoffs. Uh, That, like, they have to be feeling good about that. With all of these injuries, you maybe don't get your hopes up yet about something like a supporter shield, uh, but... 25 points undefeated through a third of the season potential potential to be undefeated through over a third of the season after 12 matches uh man i'm feeling good about this team even after kind of a disappointing draw against a team like the white caps who are bad
1: Uh, It's crazy to think that LAFC, who got knocked out of the playoffs by, uh, was it Seattle, I think, Uh, were on 72 points at the end of the 2019 season. That's so crazy to think that the Sounders would have to continue their current form for the rest of the season in order to be able to beat that total. That's nuts. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, in case this podcast was too long and you just didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. Yeah. Too long, didn't listen. ramps (laughs) ramps
2: <laughs> that was too short <laughs> uh, too long didn't li- I can't r- r- ramps <laughs> that's a sweet subscription for the podcast Rips
1: <laughs> too long didn't listen follow the show at hashtag no no not like that <laughs> oh too long didn't listen Wait, 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 real quick the, no no not like that it sounds like how you accidentally your wife is accidentally pregnant <laughs> we did it on purpose but okay. it was an accident <laughs> <laughs> too long didn't listen tarps off tits out let's go i'm a dad now